0: Episode seventy one of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. Agent Nicole, are you are right over there.
1: You made a really creepy face. That's <laughs> just my face. The, that, That's his face. Oh.
0: Oh. it got
1: extra creepy.
0: <laughs> it's that time of year. We're actually recording this the day before Halloween. So, so uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the show, my name is Patsy the Angry Nerd. I am joined as usual by the. Uh, the goddess of giggles and the ironborn agent nicole
1: oh i've been upgraded to goddess that's just wonderful
0: well i couldn't think of anything else like you know duchess of of giggles like it didn't it didn't work i was looking for the alliteration
1: Oh, okay well you did good
0: i did well superman does good listen we i don't want to have to start off every episode with a grammar lesson (sighs) fuck off yeah we are also joined, as per usual, by the Mistress of Merlot. See how we're going with the theme of alliteration there? The uh, real housewife of Transylvania. And that's, that's of course, Ashes von Nightmare.
2: Hello, everybody. Hi. Ooh. How are you? It feels good to be back in the studio recording. I know. It's nice
1: to get out of jail.
0: It's yeah. been four weeks. Apparently, yeah,
2: that's where I was.
0: With Studley Do-Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my bad. <laughs> I for for the life of me, I could have sworn he was called Studley, Studley <laughs> Do Right. No, Apparently, Dudley. he's not. He, you learn something, kids. Uh, you played learn by something. Brendan Fraser
0: in the live-action uh, movie. So
2: Studley Do Right is right if it's played mm-hmm. by Brendan Fraser.
0: And we did were... you see Tarzan? I did not him? see Tarzan. It's George of the Jungle. Oh,
2: George of the Jungle. Yeah, that's it. I'm yeah. just say, Brendan Fraser in a loincloth. cloth. I also not haven't a
0: seen Encino Man uh, because I am a person. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: I did, however, see *The Mummy* and *The Mummy Returns*, which were both fantastic films. I so, agree. Uh, we were, of course, also joined by our uh, our uh, our Cal Ripkin-like leader in consecutive podcasts played. Uh, that, of course, is the velvet-voiced Johnny Wolfenstein.
3: I'm surprised you guys recognize me. I was in costume.
0: I know it's weird.
3: Uh, I was just. Dressed as
0: another Johnny,
3: but I guess I look the same. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did see a picture from a couple of days ago. Of mm-hmm. You in costume, you looked fantastic. You and your lady friends.
3: Thank you. That was a that was a lot of fun.
0: We, yeah, that uh, was a good look.
3: She she went as a Viking, and I I didn't really have the entire wardrobe to do a Viking, so I, I sort of did more of a Saxon. So you know, it worked. It worked. Same time period and all. Were so, those
2: uh, handmade costumes? Did you? Oh no! <laughs> that,
0: yeah? Oh no! So not mm-hmm. John Saxon,
3: right? Right? No, no. I, I'm not as uh, you know as good at kung fu as John Saxon okay. is. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. So what are we what are we talking about today? You know what we're talking about today? We are recapping, uh, not kneecapping, but recapping. Um. Uh, because the last couple of weeks we we had our live interviews from Rock and Shock, and. Um, you know, we neglected to give you our our take on the question that we had been asking everybody, but it's a little unfair for us because we we had a, you know, inside knowledge as to what the question was. And the question, of course, being who is your favorite horror villain?
2: Why didn't you tell me? Mm-hmm. Oh, my does God. Have, I, had I had no to...
1: time to prepare. But Do you, does it have to be specific to horror? or no. horror like
0: OK. It's
2: well, no, you know, like we really movie.
0: bad villains.
1: I mean, because we got, like, a, a
2: plethora of, of you know... I like um, that word. Answer. Thank you, plethora. Plethora. Today, kids, the word of the day is plethora. <laughs> um, use it in a sentence. Um, no, we got, like, so many different answers. And I believe, like, somebody said, like, Maleficent, I believe, was one. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of, of Disney villains yeah. thrown in there. Ursula. I mean, <laughs> Ursula, yep. Yeah. And if you think about it... Um, She's from, terrifying enough right uh, a Emperor lot of Palpatine. these and a lot of these stories that especially like disney movies are based off of are very terrifying <laughs> like these these grim fairy tales that literally
0: grim fairy yeah, li- fairy tales. yeah
2: yeah <laughs> um
0: 2m's that's how grim it is
2: so yeah i mean it could be it could be i mean we're saying horror villain but it all depends on what your definition of horror is and what scares you
0: and it all depends on like uh, when we talked to the uh, I believe it was Bracken McLeod of the uh, New England horror writers um, he said well that's you know kind of a, an open-ended question like who do you view as a villain you know maybe maybe you uh are on the side of the uh, the empire in Star Wars. Maybe you can see that, you know, it's like, you know what? They're trying to bring order to the galaxy, you know? If they got a force choke somebody here and there, then, you know, so be it. But, you know, it all depends on uh, you know, a certain point of view to stay with the Star Wars theme there. But because we had ample time to to, to digest and think about this, we're actually going to give you our top 3. Um, and uh, but we're gonna we're not gonna do that quite yet because we're gonna we're gonna give you a little bit of uh, what we like to do for Halloween, what we've been doing. Also, um, oh, but that's that's, that's, that's next, next episode.
1: No, what we're gonna do
2: is we're, we're gonna
0: gonna actually going. Wait
1: to not rehearse with us.
0: Listen, I was busy at work and I was dealing with clowns. And you know, if, if you get attacked by a group of clowns, go for the jug- juggler. Go
2: for the juggler, What?
0: Go for the juggler. <laughs> The juggler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, what we are going to talk about for our getting into character question is kind of um. It's not really much of a question. We're just going to kind of wrap up our Rock and Shock experience. So you guys, for the past couple of weeks, have had the opportunity to kind of live the Rock and Shock dream vicariously through us. And we're going to kind of give you our, our likes, our dislikes, our favorites, what we saw, what we did. Um, Nicole, Agent Nicole. Yes. What was your favorite part of Rock and Shock this year?
0: I just came up with our. I don't mean to interrupt, but I just came up what with our, fuck, uh, our our episode title. Oh,
2: jeez, really? And that's something that couldn't have been
1: said like off air. Yeah. No. Whatever. Uh, I think it was Friday night at the Deadite show was my favorite part. That was so much fun. <laughs> that was really fun. I was, I was. I dressed up as Waldo, who got, like, fucked up because people kept following Waldo.
0: You should have done, like, Waldo, like, crossed with 127 hours and come in with one arm.
1: That's (laughs) too much commitment. (laughs) That's too much commitment. I, I already had, like, a hard enough time putting blood on my face without breaking out into, like, a rash and everything, so.
0: Just use real blood.
1: Yeah, well, I asked my dad, and he said, well, no.
0: Oh, my God. You don't uh, ask somebody for blood. You just take it. It's Halloween. It's allowed.
1: um, But I had a lot of fun that Friday night getting to meet um, everybody, Punch Farm, Lish, and Mark, and Slagoth, and seeing um, Stephanie Wiley and Chris, and uh, who else was there? Carondo. Yes, Carondo. (laughs) Sorry. That whole night was like a blur. That,
0: That was... See, I, I tried explaining this to uh, to Ashes and Agent Nicole a couple of uh, he was days mansplaining. ago. No, I wasn't mansplaining anything. Um,
2: Dude, if he was mansplaining, I would fucking kick his ass.
0: I don't mansplain. Uh, he
2: poorly explains, but he doesn't <laughs> mansplain.
0: No, I was saying like, like you know, think about how this show was. Like, there's you know, it's dimly lit. And there's like you know people throwing like like uh, glow bracelets and there's like you know, strobe lights and flashing things and like all these people that you want to talk to and Getting people dancing, comic yeah, comic books being thrown at you. I got like six comic books. It was awesome. Um, you know all this stuff going on, alcohol and like people that you want to talk to and like you're trying to have a conversation with somebody, trying to dance, you're trying to introduce people, you're trying to walk around and be social and just have a good time and like listen to the music. And I'm like, that is what my brain is like, twenty four seven. Like, so when I like, v- you know, vigorously interject things, it's because I- I've. If I don't, I will forget, and the next song will come on, and I'll just start dancing.
1: Interjection,
2: <laughs> interjection.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't know what that is.
1: It's, it's, um, and the other part of uh, Rocks, Rock and Shock, was just dressing up as Georgie from it.
0: You had a bunch of people come up to you, and like there was a dude dressed as Sean from Sean of the yes. Dead, and he came up to you and was like, can I get your picture?
1: <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. You should have
0: told him that he had red on him.
1: I did. I was like, I love you, Sean. I love that you have red on you. And he's like, Sean loves you, too. <laughs> and then I just was like...
0: Sean does not refer to Sean in the third person. Well,
1: this, this Sean definitely did. <laughs> but
0: yeah. I'm a Sean was, of the dick.
1: Yeah, it was... <laughs> everyone was... I, we were, I was with... Um, our friend Rachel and her boyfriend Cody and we were walking. Crazy in. Rachel. Crazy Rachel. Um, and they they would say, oh, you're so cute to Rachel and you're so cu- cute to Cody. And they look at me and they're like, you're even cuter because you're dressed up as Georgie. Yeah, that was fun that and hot our, as hell.
0: Rachel and Cody's first uh, Rock and Shock. They've yes, never yep. gone to Rock and Shock before and they loved it. They uh, Everybody stayed over uh, after the, the Dead Eight show. Which Wolfie again? You you should have been there. It was awesome. Round trip Jones on the theremin was fucking amazing.
3: Yeah, I heard a lot of good things and uh, a lot of good people there, but unfortunately I wasn't there.
0: That's all right. We uh, we forgive you. Maybe next year. Um, but yeah, Rachel and Cody and Nicole actually slept at uh Magenta Manor, uh, out in the living room on the couch and the, uh, the uh, the air mattress, and. You know, we, Ashes and I got up early because, you know, we knew we needed to get up early. We wanted to, you know, do our morning routine before anybody else woke up and anything. And so the convention started at 11. I fucking hate you. (laughs) (laughs) And Agent Nicole... Was passed out like face down on the couch because she was so tired because we didn't get to bed till like four.
1: You guys all didn't get. You guys all went to bed at four. I didn't go to bed until six.
0: But we were we were up till
1: no no. I kind of have to paint this picture. So we were
2: up until four o'clock in the morning. I forget what we were watching, but we were We eating. watched In
0: Smith by Izzy Lee.
2: We did. Um, but we were eating pizza rolls and like, M&M cookies. And samosas. Did you and guys
0: s- get an eyeful from that movie? We did. <laughs> yeah, I did some. I had seen... This is like the fifth time I've seen it. And Second I love time. watching this with people who have never seen it the first time. <laughs> and uh, I believe... Rachel was giving Cody shit about, uh... Getting a boner. Yeah, getting turned <laughs> on. <laughs> so...
2: he has a thing for us.
0: So we ate all this... We ate all this food, and we had the cookies, and, like, everybody had been drinking, like... A lot. I was drinking with, uh... With Corando and, uh... Slaygoth, Jim Smith from Teal. Like, we had a hell of a fun time. And then, uh... You know, we get back to the, uh, actually, Fabio Friese bought me a shot, too, and that's when I, called, I I stopped drinking. I was like, all right, I'm, and, uh, our, oh, our buddy Sean bought us a drink.
1: Yes. Yep. Hi, uh,
0: Sean. It was great meeting Sean. Like, I'm looking at him, and he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, like, who are you? Because he had, like, zombie makeup on, and I didn't recognize him, and uh, it ended up being him. So we get up, and it's uh, it's early the next morning. And we're like, all right, all right, let's let them sleep, you know, like because we're trying to get ready and, like, she's doing makeup and I'm just walking around being handsome because that's what I do. And uh, I go over finally. I'm like, all right, I'm trying to wake Agent Nicole up. So I'm, like, tapping her on the foot. She turns around. She's like, it's too fucking early, asshole. <laughs> and I go, Nicole, it's 1130. The convention started half an hour ago. She's like. Oh, shit. <laughs> so that's that's just to give you an idea of how nice Agent Nicole is. We let them sleep two extra hours because we got up at like 9, 930.
1: I heard you guys.
0: And then she's going to give me shit and swear at me in my own house while she's face down on my couch. Because I don't
1: like being poked in the foot like that. Stop, well, don't.
0: I couldn't poke you in the face because it was too far away. If you had been sleeping the other way, if your head had been at the other end of the couch, I would have, like, booped your nose a couple of times. But, like, wake up, Agent Nicole. Boop, boop. And you probably would have been, like, way more happy about that. And uh, I'm sure. Now, there is one thing that's missing from our, uh, our last couple of shows. Uh, we did... Everything you heard from the last couple of shows was one long, uninterrupted recording. That I I split up and uh, Wolfie was kind enough to add all the uh, After Effects in for us. However, that Sunday, I had the opportunity to interview a couple of other folks. But the recording didn't save. And I was so bummed because I had a very nice conversation with Linnea Quigley... Who, if you don't know her, uh, she was in uh, *Night of the Liv- uh, Return of the Living Dead, uh, Night of the Demons. I almost confused the two of them. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night, you know, pretty much anything in the 80s. Like, it's... She was awesome. And we had this nice long conversation. We asked her who her favorite horror person was. And she went with one that nobody else picked she said Vincent Price. Oh. So I thought that was really cool. And she was explaining some of the different, uh, films that he had been in. Um, and then I said, well, you know, a lot of the, the younger folks might not know who that is. So, you know, give us a couple of movie recommendations. And she did. I can't remember what they were cause I don't have, <sighs> I don't have the recording, but at her bo- and she, again, she was very, very nice. And, you know, afterwards, um, After I left her booth, uh, right next to her was Eugene Clark, who, if you've ever seen Land of the Dead, he played the zombie Big Daddy, who kind of rallied the other zombies around him, kind of like uh, when we talked about Bub the Intelligent Zombie, he was kind of like the next step, because he still maintained some of his intelligence, but he was able to use his intelligence to kind of rally the other zombies and, and almost create an army and he was kind enough to uh take a couple moments to talk with me. And he said that his favorite horror villain now he was he was initially a little concerned because he wasn't sure if it counted as horror or sci-fi. And I assured him that, you know, a lot of times it can overlap, like with say Alien, horror and sci-fi can can overlap. And he uh he chose uh Vin Diesel's character of Riddick from uh pitch black. And I thought that was a cool choice, and nobody else had picked that. Then uh, we ran into uh, Jeremy Saffer, the photographer. Uh, you've probably seen his work if you've, uh, you know, seen any heavy metal magazines. Uh, some, uh, I think he's he's done. What other magazines has he done?
2: Um, well, I know he's actually in the process of, of starting up his own magazine. But um, shit, you just had to ask me. Now I can't, I can't think of the. Names right off hand But I uh, Most metal Like Outburn I believe Um Metal something Um Crap,
0: now I can't I can't think we'll of it. We'll look it up. I'll, I'll stall for 10. Yeah.
2: Um no, well you have to stall. Um but anyways, like if you go to like Barnes and Noble's or whatever and go to the magazine section, to the music section, um any like metal magazine, like that's that's you know, he's he's done a lot of work with that. He's also shot uh and directed some music videos for um some of the bands that we listen to, like in this moment um he's done a lot of work with motionless and white so he's a really cool dude he's a local guy i believe he lives in springfield uh he goes to rock and shock every year he is partially responsible for putting together the rocking dead Mm -hmm. um so that lineup he does a lot of uh, promotional stuff for um rock and shock as well so so yeah just all around good guy
0: yeah so we uh Ran it to him and his uh, special lady friend, and uh, we're actually trying to arrange something to get those folks on the show because I think they'd be very, very interesting. But uh, both of them chose uh, uh, wasn't what he was originally credited as, but uh, Pinhead, because uh, I guess he was the lead Cenobite in the original script. It wasn't Pinhead is the name that came along uh, later, but yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Uh, that's what they chose. And then uh, finally made it back to the Trick or Treat radio booth. And who should I see but Jared Blinkhorn. And uh, Jared Blinkhorn chose uh, David Hess's character. Krug. I believe his name. Is that. Is that right, Wolfie? Do you happen to know off the top of your head? Krug. Krug. Okay. I was close. Uh, I just transposed a couple of letters. Not to be confused with Tori Krug, who plays for the Bruins. Uh, but yeah, from uh, Last House on the left... That's who he chose, and if you've never seen that, you should, because it's pretty awesome. I'm talking about the uh, original, not the not the remake. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I wish I had that. It was only about 10 minutes, but I kind of wish I had that, because it was really cool, and uh, Linnea Quigley was uh, very, very nice, and uh I'm hoping we can maybe get her on, like i planted the seeds and maybe have her as a guest on the show, which would be awesome. Um, I did make sure one of the first things I asked her was how to pronounce her name because it's a, it's not a common name, L I N N E A. Because as we were walking into the celebrity room, somebody was like, Hey, Linnea. And I was like, Oh shit, is that the way you pronounce it? Like I've been saying it differently the whole time. Um, so I had to, I had to ask her, and she did assu- assure me that it was Linnea. So, uh, do you guys have anything you would like to add?
1: How about Ashes? What was your favorite? Thank you, Agent Nicole, for asking. Because someone kept going and, oh going, my and God, going and going, Patrick.
2: Patrick. Well,
0: I'm sorry. I we said that we were going to cover this.
1: Yeah, but but Jesus we saved the Christ. best for last because it was your birthday. It's still Ashtoberfest. It's still
2: yeah. We are still in Ashtober. Um, right now as we're recording this. Um, unfortunately, Ashtober ends tomorrow with Halloween. So, you know, kinda go out with a bang. ha. I was gonna
0: say if you have to end your, your birthday month, that's not a bad way to end
2: it. I know, right? I'm I'm not complaining. Um so yeah, Rock and Shock was awesome. So it was a few days before my birthday. Um, I, unfortunately, d- could not make it to the Deadite show. I heard it was a blast. Um, I heard Lady Gaga was there. That's exciting. Oh my God, yeah, I, meant yeah I-, I heard that she, uh, postponed her tour, uh, specifically so she could go to the Deadite show on, you know, that, that, that Friday night. So, yeah, um... And Saturday was a blast. I always have a lot of fun interacting with new people. Uh, We got to meet Jeremy Slake off, which was so exciting. Like, finally, in person, got to meet him. Um, Corando is just lovely. Absolutely lovely. Uh, You know, having the opportunity to hang out with Stephanie Wiley again. And, you know, everybody else who was hanging out around the trick-or-treat radio table. Um, you know, hanging out with people at the Deadite show. Um, I think that's that's like my favorite part is just kind of it's almost like I think in I think we mentioned this last year as well. It's kind of like one big family reunion, yeah. <laughs> like you know. Um, unfortunately, some people we only see at Rock and Shock. Um, you know, or at, at least like it, it's just a, a wave that. Everyone is kind of there, you know, all on the same page at, at at once, you know, which is just so nice because, you know, a lot of us have crazy, crazy things going on, crazy schedules and stuff. So I just, I love that. And I love the people watching. <laughs> I love going to these conventions and seeing the various types that are there. And I especially love going to horror conventions because you really have an array of different types of peoples and personalities there and, you know, different ways that people choose to express themselves. Um, You know, you have the out and proud horror fans Mm -hmm. who, you know, plan months in advance, you know, like what they're going to wear and how they're going to present themselves and, you know, trying to choose which shirt from their, you know vast collection of, of horror memorabilia shirts you know mm. that they're gonna wear and stuff and then you have kind of like the the closeted horror fan who shows up in like a preppy polo and khakis <laughs> you know what i mean like they kind of look a little out of place but they're just like in their element the people you know I went kind to of
1: school with <laughs> you know kind of being
2: having having this opportunity to just kind of like binge on all of this just just great you know like like horror camaraderie you know and and kind of feel like they're in their element you know without feeling like a like an outcast um i love that i can be surrounded by a bunch of of people who choose to express themselves similarly to how i i choose to express myself um you know through my appearance you know hair makeup clothes shoes and you know what have you and um everyone's just so complimentary like everyone's just so nice you know you see somebody who's rocking something you like you're like hey i love your hair hey i love your shoes i'm like thanks oh my god i love your makeup i love this i love that you know like you wouldn't think That these people, you know, and again, it's one of those don't judge a book by its cover, but you wouldn't think that these people would be so nice and so inviting, you know, welcoming, um, warm hearted, but they really are like, I should say we, we really are. And dude, all of the goth boys, I love goth boys so much. (laughs) Like, I love just like, I love watching goth boys, like super skinny pale goth boys and their super skinny (laughs) jeans like eyeliner and makeup. And we did have the opportunity. We ran into a couple of members um, from, The band that we like, Motionless and White, um, had, like, a brief interaction with them. They were, uh, actually, they they were out of makeup. Like, this was before, um, on Saturday. So, before they were set to go on stage, uh, they decided to go out and and kind of peruse the con a little bit. Um, so we had a, a chance to briefly interact with them. So, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, it just, it's always a good time. I always enjoy it. I i always, you know, it's, it's such a bittersweet time because you look forward to it every year. Like, oh my God, I can't wait for Rock and Shock. It's going to be so great. Oh my God, I can't wait for it. And then it's here and it's almost like, yeah, it's Rock and Shock. Oh my God, I'm going to Rock and Shock all over myself, you know? Um, And then before you know it, it's its over. And then you have to wait another year. and. Um, that sucks, so that's the point that we're at right now we're we're kind of coming down from this rock and shock hangover that we have um and now we have to wait another year so which is good because homegirl is broke <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah it's it's an expensive thing like you can go i mean not the con itself the con itself isn't bad it's what like sixty six bucks for tickets is what I paid um. And I got them the day of. It's the fact that there are so many amazing vendors and so many, like, awesome booths set up. Like, that's the thing where you can spend all of your money. I mean, there are certain places that you want to patronize and you want to make sure that, you know, you, you, uh, you, know, you give your money to a good cause. Like, there was one of Corando's movies I hadn't owned yet, and it was Gun Woman. And so I was like, well, what what better place to buy it than from Corando himself. Right? So I was like, all right, well, I'm definitely doing that. 100% I'm buying I'm buying the movie from him. And I did, and it was awesome. And uh and I mentioned that to him like he was one of the coolest people, like one of the most down to earth celebrities that you know, I've ever gotten the chance to meet because we walked from the uh, cause the the convention center and where the the cove is where the the dead eye show was it's very close it's i think we spent 15 minutes walking and it was me Slagoth, uh Murph Raven Shadow and and uh Corando like that was it like it was just the five of us we were just shooting the shit like you know, you got this this hot, hot shot director, you know, that's, you know, he's like this, the coolest fucking guy and makes these incredible films. And he's just like, you know, walking over there, he's just like some guy with us. You know, like, he was very cool. And that was the other thing, like, getting a chat with Murph, like, that was awesome. Like, because we had never met him in person either. Like, every year we're, like, meeting these new people that we've never seen before. So next year... Next year, everybody's going to come back, so we got to have both Jeremy's up. We got to get Jeremy McFarlane and his new bride, Joanna. Yay! So they Woo! they finally got married, and another couple just got married on the same day, like an hour or two apart. Uh, Jenny Isme finally got married. Woo! And that's awesome. So you know, she because of wedding planning, <laughs> they couldn't go. Um, so we gotta get Cornelius. Cornelius, we gotta get you up there. We'll get you a, a pumpkin glider. You can just like zip all the way up. You should be fine. <laughs> uh, Why?
1: So he can chuck pumpkins. So at he can people. chuck
0: pumpkin bombs. Yeah, every, he knows what I'm talking wait, about.
1: Wait, wait, you're talking about like pumpkin chunkin'?
0: No, oh my god, like the Green Goblin. Oh, he's always talking about like flying around bombing Slagoth. He's gonna get his green, his goblin glider, and like fly around and like you know in between like fighting Spider-Man. He's gonna throw pumpkin bombs at Slagoth, so we got to get him <laughs> up there. Uh, you know, we need to get El Goro to come back. Um, punch Farm again. We got to get all a Punch Farm because I, I think uh, I think Nikki would really enjoy it. Um, we did run into a couple of our other friends. Uh, John and Eric and Nikki, Mm -hmm. Uh, they were running around, Uh, the Broke Horror fan crew, TJ and Alex and and Brandon and Dara, and uh, I think there was somebody else, there was somebody else, and I don't remember his name, oh, I feel like a jerk now, we only just met him that time, What was his name, he had the same name as someone else, was it John, I'm gonna call him Mitch, Okay. I don't think that Mitch isn't right, but I don't remember. I'm sure Brandon will hear this and Brandon will will correct me. Um, but yeah, like getting to see these people that we never get to see, like Alex. Brandon and what's Dara. his name? Alex? No, it wasn't Alex because I mentioned Alex and TJ. Oh,
1: sorry. Maybe. Uh, Alex,
0: TJ, and there was another gentleman that I had never met before. His name might have been Chris, Earl, Kyle, Trixie. I don't. Bob Saget. You're too far away. Bob Saget. that <laughs> <No, laughs> <Matt I'm>, Damon. <laughs> that
2: David was there.
0: I would have remembered that.
2: Um, but yeah, so uh, I think now would be a really good time to, to take, take a, a break. quick break. And then when we come back, seeing as you've heard everyone else's favorite horror villains, we are going to tell you ours. So stay tuned, kids. Do you love a scary story?
3: Hi, my name is Corando Mitstake, director of Gunwoman and Karate Kill, and you're listening to the Throwdown Thursday podcast.
2: Hello, this is the Sasquatch, aka Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and com. And we've
0: returned... Hope you didn't miss us too too much. Uh, don't worry, we were here the whole time. We wouldn't go anywhere on you.
2: We were dancing. We, we were.
0: Are. I rock. I rock out dancing. Like I do like the robot, and uh, but I only do like two moves. I, I basically have the mobility of a tree. I am not a good dancing man. So,
2: I, I I can vouch for that. <laughs> it's a hundred percent true. Yeah.
0: We went to a wedding uh, a while ago and. Somebody came up to her and complimented her and you know uh, for her dancing and then said, "Oh, and you you were you were uh, there too."
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was pretty much how it went. It was at uh, Rex Regis's wedding. Yeah. So, we are we were, we're going to talk about our uh, our favorite our favorite villains, our favorite horror villains, regular villains, you know, just in general. And uh, I don't know. We we haven't decided who's going to go first, who's going to go last. I mean, if you want me to go first, I'll go first because I never go first. But we're going to do three. You always
1: go first. I now never you no know, because
2: I pick make on Nicole
0: me. to go first every time. Oh,
2: this is yes. When you're yes, when you are hosting, you always make Nicole go first.
0: So, in the spirit of continuity and consistency, I will go first. Okay. So. Yay. I will do... We'll even want to go three, then two, then one, like we each... Sure. So we'll each do number three and then number two. Um,
1: Yes. So
2: I kind of didn't follow directions because it's my hot body and I do what I want. Um, So... I have a top five and an honorable mention. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I have plenty. I could do a top five. I had... No, like, let me preface this by saying... I love horror. I love it, especially like old school horror, 80s slashers. I'm so there. Um, so I've had a really hard time. Like I know who my I, I I knew who like my favorite 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 was, and and that person thing is in the top slot. But it's like I I love so many that I f- really needed to. I don't know. I, I felt like I had to give multiple people their due. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes, like okay. I, I just I had to. It's like oh, like I wanted. You know, I'm going to say this person, but then I really also like this person, and it's like I know this person was already mentioned, but like I still. Really like it, and you know, it was just, yeah. So, I have five and an honorable mention, so it's kind of like six.
0: (laughs) Well, so why don't you do two at a time then? Okay, so I'll go first. Okay, I'll go first. So, my number three favorite villain, and I don't even really consider it a villain because it's one of those like you know, we inherently assign villain status. anything that is uh that we perceive as threatening my number three villain is the shark from jaws and i knew
1: that was gonna be on your list says
2: patsy wearing his shark
0: sweatshirt i am wearing my shark hoodie 1492 at uh at walmart um I just bought this last week. No, it's 1482, I'm sorry. Uh 1482 and they only had one in my size. It's got a, a fin on the the hood. But uh, I digress. Um the reason I I chose this this character, but I don't really consider him or her This is a him. This is a him. According to the book because he impregnated the shark in the second one, long story. Uh we don't have time for that. No, no, we don't have time to impregnate sharks. Uh, <laughs> the the shark is just doing what sharks do. I mean, yeah, Spielberg and uh, Benchley kind of gave it a little more uh, personality by uh, by you know giving it a. Uh, like a vendetta against Brody and Quinn and everything. And then in the subsequent sequels, like, you know, the family of sharks just kept going after the Brody family, which kind of got ridiculous. But they, uh, I don't consider it a villain because he's just doing what he does, just like the same way the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park can't be considered villains. Because, you know, anything with animals in it, like, the animal is just doing what the animal does. Uh,
2: it's, it's animal instincts.
0: What does, what does, uh, Hooper say? All this thing does is eat and swim and make baby sharks, and that's it. Like that's literally, literally all it does. So, so my number three is the shark from Jaws. Who wants to go next?
1: Cool. Ashes. <laughs> okay, so
2: I will start out by saying my honorable mention, and uh, that is Jigsaw. I love the Saw franchise. For the most part, there there are some rough spots. Um, a couple of the movies I could have done without. But if you leave it as like a trilogy, like the first three, I fucking love it. I thought that the concept was so kind of like just fresh. And I remember, um, I think it was in college when uh, Saw came out and i went with a bunch of my girlfriends to see it and i had an inkling the entire time like i know who the killer is i know who's doing this yeah it's jigsaw and well he was, yeah but but you know um and and i was right and i was just like what but even though like i kind of knew like i or i thought i knew and i was right like i i was still like blown away by how the movie ended and I think that it's just, it's such a clever concept. And then the fact that the original Jigsaw dies and is taken over by, so Jigsaw becomes like an entity. It's not like a a person, I mean, obviously it's a person, people doing it, but it grows to be kind of like bigger than the person it's almost like a a bigger than the whole phenomenon yeah it kind of becomes a cult um and and actually yeah it really does become a cult in uh one of the older the either like what six or seven the final one but except it's not the final one because the
0: cult of chunky (laughs) that's a different guy
2: but anyways um so that's my honorable mention, Jigsaw, um, and my number five is the Firefly Firefly family. I swear I have not had anything to drink. This is this is sober. I can attest to that. She this got no is drinks. Sober. Um, the Firefly. Okay, so baby I say five guys? So, oh,
0: Five Guys,
2: baby. And Otis and Captain Spaulding um, from House of a Thousand Corpses and then into The Devil's Rejects. I love them. I love the whole concept, um, how House of a Thousand Corpses leads into The Devil's Rejects, how each standalone movie is so different um, aesthetically and you know cinematography-wise, Um but at the same time, like, these characters are just so great. Uh, Captain Spaulding, I, uh, Sid Haig is, is amazing. Like, he just, he's just so charismatic. Um, I love it. And uh, Sherry Moon, zombie as baby. Um, you know, it's just, I the whole I'm I'm trying to think of the word here um, and I can't see this is a don't podcast sober kids don't do it Um, just the whole whole, um, my God you know like when people like get along
0: camaraderie
2: yes Yes, yeah, like this fucked up family dynamic that they have, but at the same time, like this camaraderie. And you really find yourself kind of, well, I mean, I don't know if everyone finds themselves, but I know I, I found myself rooting for them at the end, um, especially at the end of, of, of Devil's Rejects. Uh, so, yeah, the the Firefly family.
1: I like that. That's great. So I decided to take a turn and do um, a lot of people said a lot of horror movies, horror villains, so I decided to branch off and do villains from television because I'm a nerd for the TV. Um, so for some honorable mentions,
0: Oh, some honorable mentions.: Some honorable: I'm the only one that like did what they were supposed to do. This is unreal. everyone complains that i no no wait 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 hold on a second i was off air these guys were scolding me for going on and on and having too much to talk about then i'm like okay we're all gonna do three things actually that was ash's idea we're all gonna pick three villains and then we go to pick three villains and what are they oh well we have 27 each I picked the three like we were supposed to do are that you we done agreed fucking on. Fucking
2: bitching. Can I? No, I, get that on I my am list? not. Congratulations, you're a lame ass rule follower.
0: Oh my god! Way
1: to be square.
2: They
0: set the rules and then get pissed that I did it. That's <laughs> unbelievable. You guys are like just the worst.
1: Anyway, so I for honorable mention. Cole's going
0: back to jail.
1: Are you done? Possibly. Okay. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me get me, let me get shut through Shut up way. the fuck up.
0: That's her so, house words.
1: So for honorable mentions, I have three. I have Peter Baelish from Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Because he's fucking, I mean, I love him because he's just fucking, he's evil. Sansa. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when you do that. Um, Kilgrave from Jessica Jones, played by David Tenna. Oh, because yeah. he's I. For me, for villains,
0: Barty Crouch Junior.
1: Or that too, yes. For um, for villains, I like intelligent killers, like killers with a purpose, not just because oh, I'm just gonna kill you. Like I want to understand
0: the depth, like a mindless murder machine.
1: Yes, basically. And then Hannibal Lecter is also on that honorable mentions list. So for number three, I picked um, Ramsey Bolton.
3: Well, that's a good
1: Ooh, one. Yes. Um, the actor who plays Ramsay Bolton just really... I mean, there's a lot of evil people on the show, cruel individuals, but I think Ramsay Bolton took the cake when Joffrey got killed. Yep.
0: Spoiler
1: alert. <laughs> <laughs> if you have not watched Game of Thrones. I now. just
0: couldn't take him seriously because he looks like an angry hobbit.
1: Okay, anyways. Um, just each season, you I felt like I wasn't going to like him Oh, obviously I don't like him well I do like him because he's just fucking crazy but you know each season he he gets more evil and more manipulative and more gritty and dirty and just you don't you don't think you're gonna see much from him and then he just he blows your mind and so for me he's number three on my list
2: kind of like one of those you villains you love to hate yeah. like you you don't want to like his character, but yet at the same time you can't wait to see what his character is going to do next, like how far um he's going to push it
0: yeah that was uh pretty insane like he was a he was a weird dude um, but yeah I think that was a a good that was a good pick i mean you went with a lot of uh he went with a lot of uh, Game of Thrones people, like Littlefinger.
1: Okay, Ask all what's number two? For
0: oh, you, you were done? I wanted to make sure you were done. I didn't want to, because I didn't know how many more honorable mentions you had, because somebody knows how to follow the rules. I did say you.
1: number three after my honorable mentions, so I am clearly done, so now go on.
0: I will go on when I want to go on. You are not the boss. Of okay, me.
1: Ashes. How about your <laughs> number four?
0: <laughs> you want to do four and
2: three? I, I'll do. I'll do four and three. I'll talk some more. I don't care. Um, so for my number four spot, I chose Tiffany Valentine. Um, I love Chucky. I love the child's play movies. I think they are fantastic. However, something happened with Bride of Chucky when they added Jennifer Tilly into the mix. I love her. I love her. I love this character. She is a ride or die chick. She is totally there and totally down for her man, willing to, I mean, well, willing to become a doll for him, um, and, and kill and steal and do whatever she needs to do. And then, um, as the series progresses, there's Seed of Chucky, which was interesting. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, and then with Curse of Chucky and the most recent Cult of Chucky. I mean, my only gripe with those movies is the fact that there isn't enough Tiffany in in it. Um, you know, I think that they're doing a really interesting job. Um, not so much re the the uh, the series, but trying to create this this continuation. Um, but I just I want more Jennifer Tilly. Uh, so yeah, my number four spot is Tiffany Valentine. Um, she is just fantastic. Uh, my number three is Pinhead. I know a lot of people chose Pinhead. I love the Hellraiser movies, and I think that Doug Bradley. As Pinhead is just so captivating. And especially uh, in the second one, where you actually see the creation of Pinhead, I think that's my favorite one. Um, he's just so like menacing. But at the same time, there's something really attractive about him, like in, you know, like the pleather latex get up, you know, and and the the nails sticking out of his skull. Like I I just there's something so just visually appealing about all of that. Um and then the fact that he could could drag you to hell and turn you into a Cenobite you know so I mean not only is he is he appealing to look at but like he's also very terrifying in in theory if you think about it so yeah my number number three is Pinhead
0: Angel to some demon to others yeah so my number two uh, is actually one that was already mentioned by uh, Agent Nicole but uh, my number two uh, is the what are the greatest psychological killers? Um cuz he just gets into your head and he once he's in your head like that's it he's there to stay until he kills you and potentially eats your brains. Uh that that would be Hannibal Lecter. I've read all of the books, I've seen all of the movies. Um And the TV show? I did see the TV show, which borrowed a lot from the books. Um like I think it was it was more um That took more from the books than the movies did. Um, give you a lot more background on who he was, give you a lot more, uh, insight into his character. You, like, you know, you really don't get to see him, like, out and, you know, interacting with society prior to his incarceration. I mean, yeah, there was Red Dragon, but even that, and in that terrible Hannibal Rising movie and book, um, I would say uh I would say Hannibal is definitely a solid solid number two. So uh Agent Nicole, what have you?
1: What? That was I was waiting for you to finish your sentence. What have you?
0: What, what have that, you that Okay, so
1: end. for number two, um I I haven't watched this show in a very long time, but um it's still on. Uh criminal minds, a lot of guest stars, um Play villains or they call them unsubs and killers on the show. And there was one villain on the show played by C. Thomas Howell um, as the Reaper in season four and five where he basically um, comes back as one of the unsolved cases that the uh, director uh, Hotchner on the show... um, couldn't solve because he basically, the they called him the Reaper or George Forte is his name on
0: the show. Did no one fear him? Yeah,
1: no one feared him. And um, just the portrayal of C. Thomas Howell as this character, this villain, the serial killer was just so creepy and haunting. And he, Im- a lot of the influences of serial killers like the BTK killer or the 44...
0: 40- Buy and torture, kill. For those of you who are, un- I am aware. I said, for those well, I, of you who are unfamiliar,
1: um, or the forty-four caliber killer, or the Zodiac killer. This, this, Ted caref- Cruz. Okay, thank you. Um, you know, this a lot of those uh serial killers of our time influenced the Reaper on the show, and. For me, seeing C. Tom, I have not seen C. Thomas Howell in a lot of stuff other than his role in um, The Outsiders. So to see him in this really gritty, this I wouldn't say disgusting, but very unsettling villain, and for him just being a guest star for a couple episodes, he really did put an impact on the show and just an impact on like villains for me in general. So that is my number two. Ashes.
2: Okay. So, I'm going to do my number two, and then I'm going to give you my number one. So, this was this was kind of difficult, but not really. Um, it's more like a 1A, 1B type of situation. Um, but anyway, so here goes. Uh, Jason Voorhees. I know a lot of people said Jason, and I totally get it. Uh, there is an allure to him uh dude jason's my boy man a guy walking around uh with a machete and a fucking hockey mask on like yeah he's 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 got me um he's just i mean there's so many cool aspects to this character he doesn't say anything uh he's just walks around menacingly like regardless of how fast you run he's going to catch up to you like you could be the fastest you could be like Usain Bolt and like fucking Jason Voorhees <laughs> is gonna get you you know um, <laughs> no, but seriously like and, and Jason Voorhees he ain't running he's not gonna break a sweat like he's still gonna get you uh, he's just relentless and he has a vendetta he hates everybody for what happened to him. Like, he hates everybody. He doesn't care that you have no idea who he is and you had no hand in how he was treated. He does not give a fuck. He is going to kill your ass. Um, yeah, and I just, I, I, there's just something so captivating about the character. And I, I like the first Friday the Thirteenth, but I don't like the first Friday the Thirteenth, uh, because they're it, Jason's really. Not, he's not in it, um, you know. So from part two and onward, you know, and especially Jason in space, space in space But I just think that it is such a cool kind of formula for. A serial killer slasher villain, um you know this is he paranormal like what what is he like what is it um yeah jason Jason Voorhees, and my number one, my all time I love this, and it's not so much i I don't really view this person. Uh, Not really a person Demon Um, I don't really view it as a a villain Um, Sam From the Trick or Treat movie I love that movie I think it is so fun And I'm not going to go into great detail Because I know we are going to talk about this Next week Um, But Sam, the little dude Who weaponizes lollipops Like how can you not love that trying to, you know, protect the virtues of Halloween?
0: Yeah. Like, no, I, I how
2: can you, how can you not, as a person who, you know, tries to keep Halloween alive through 65. Um, like I, I just, I love him. I think he's great. Like when he kills somebody, he that person deserves it. Cause you broke a rule. You don't break a rule.
0: Right. You know, you don't take the Halloween decorations down. Before the night is over You don't
2: You don't blow out your pumpkin You give kids candy You wear a costume It's not that difficult
0: You certainly don't start putting Christmas decorations up On Halloween Target
2: Okay On that note Patrick
0: Oh my number one Um It's not a A a horror villain But It's probably the greatest villain Um Ever Is Um, it me? It's not you I think I know who it is Um I don't know if you do You might Um this is a character that's been around nearly eight decades, and it's just—is it—is it Jesus? You no, know, <laughs> he's been around like two thousand years. Is from it what Santa? Santa does break into your house and eat your food. Like that would piss me off if I woke up and like some asshole broke into my house and ate my. Cookies. Why are
2: my cookies gone? I don't know what why that sounds he... like that. <laughs> <Why not?
1: laughs>
0: Which one of you assholes took one bite out of all of these cookies and left half a glass of milk here? Um, no, my, my number one is the Joker.
1: I knew it! Number I knew one it! of all
0: time. One of the greatest villains that has ever, ever existed. Um, psychologically, like, he's more devious than... Uh, uh, any, anybody else, like, he got godlike powers by tricking uh, Mr. Mixus Pitlick into giving him his power somehow, and killed Batman every day only to resurrect him so he could kill him a different way the next day, and ate the entire population of China, and then joked that he was still hungry. Um, yeah, he's a sick, sick bastard. Like, he cut his own face off, and then... Like, put it back on, like, and wore it as a mask. Like it, he's he's just the ultimate villain in my book.
1: On on my on on my way to the studio, I was thinking, I was like, I know who Ash's number one is, and I was like, I wonder if Patrick is either going to say the shark from Jaws or Joker. I was just like, it has to be one of those two on the list. So it's
2: Sharknado. All the sharks in the tornado. It's all the Sharknado. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah every every yeah. shark and there's larry mitch ted uh mark uh they made it a mark nato um yeah all the sharks from shark nato were but yeah so uh agent nicole
1: for my number one i did jim moriarty from the sherlock holmes universe um, specifically, um, Jim Moriarty from the one series that I love so much, with Benedict Cumberbatch and um, Ryan what's Freeman. his fucking name? What's his fucking name? <laughs> yes, uh, that was actually my introduction to the Sherlock universe. And Moriarty is such a is a criminal mastermind, and just some of the shit he does, and some of the the way that he gets into your head and plays mind games is crazy and andrew scott who plays jim moriarty on the show um you see him he's got like this norman bates kind of esque. you know he looks pretty normal he looks kind of cute you know he's he's a funny guy and then just with a switch he turns evil right right away um if you want to know more about it obviously the show sherlock is on netflix and if you just want to see andrew scott play um moriarty you will not be disappointed his performance is just captivating and it's the way he just acts around sherlock he's basically the polar opposite and the way he he gets into you makes you get under your skin and just Makes you feel like you're going crazy, and it's it's one of my favorite characters of all time. So that is my number one villain.
0: That's a good choice. That's another character that's been around for a very, very long time and is one of, like, you know, if you you could compare Moriarty and, and uh, Holmes to the Joker and Batman by the mm-hmm. way that they, you know— Like, they complement each other well, and, like, you really can't imagine one without the other.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, who's gotten more into Sherlock and looking at the different universes, like, in um, Sherlock Holmes, the game... I forgot the the second movie. uh, Game of Shadows. Yes. uh, Jared Harris is phenomenal as Moriarty, and uh, Natalie Domer... From Game of Thrones, plays Moriarty in the elementary version of Sherlock, the uh with Johnny Lee Miller, which is a real twist. Isn't, isn't that right? the
0: one with the Lucy Lou?
1: Yeah, it's it's a. I mean, like I say, don't knock until you see it. It's really awesome, and her as Moriarty and Irene Adler is a real twist. So.
0: All right. Well, I think with that being said, we're going to go ahead and go to our final break, and we come back, we're going to wrap up the show, give you some uh, battle results because it's been like a hundred years since we've done that, and uh, give you a little preview of what's coming up uh, on some upcoming shows yeah, coming up on the upcoming. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I think that's it, Wolfie. Can we go to break, please?
1: Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. And you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network.
0: Fueled by tacos, beer, and Bloody Marys. The only show featuring baby Jesus with a nail gun. The pride of PA and the show with the eye of the tiger. Ladies and gentlemen, Punch Farm. Hey, this is Mark from Punch Farm. I'm here with Mark Dos. Hello. I'm here with Alicia. Hello. I'm here with Nikki. Hey. Join us every Monday as we talk about life, tacos, beer, and movies. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and PunchFarm.com.
1: Keep on punching! <laughs> Yay.
0: Hey, we're back. And front, we're everywhere. We're all over the place. We are, as they say, ubiquitous. I don't know how many people say that. It's not a not a word that a lot of people use, but I'm using it right now because I can. So we hope you enjoyed our uh, our list of the our favorite. Uh, Horror villains it's just villains in general I suppose um,
2: and if you didn't enjoy it well too
1: bad
0: yeah create your own podcast and come up with your own list no seriously you should do that like we need more uh, entertaining podcasts in the world so definitely uh, if you have a good idea do it um, so we had a battle a while ago um, I don't remember what was our what was our battle Hit some guys. Okay, so fighting.
2: we like, had, had. I have to shit. go back a couple of the pages in my notebook. We had the Sanderson sisters versus the witches of Eastwick versus the Hollowell sisters from Charmed in a witchy, bitchy spell off to the death.
0: It's always to the death. Unless it's to the pain. That's from something different.
2: And. By, like, I believe, one vote, the Sanderson sisters
1: won. Wow.
0: Yep. Uh, it was uh, two for the Hallowell sisters, seven for the Witches of Eastwick, and eight for the Sanderson sisters. Wow. And I voted for the Witches of Eastwick.
2: I voted for the Hallowell sisters. I voted for the Sanderson sisters. The
1: Oh, why? Why did you vote... The way you wrote it. Um, I was more familiar with the Hollowell sisters. I grew up watching Charmed, and I really enjoyed the relationship between the, th- well, the four sisters, <laughs> not three. And um, I just, I really enjoyed it. It's something that I grew up with. So yeah. I, I did it for personal reasons. <laughs> okay. No, pers- personal reasons are a reason.
2: Uh, what about you, Patsy?
0: I was more impressed with the feats of magic performed by the Witches of Eastwick than I was with the Sanderson sisters.
2: Okay, that's a good answer. Um, my answer is similar to Patsy's, but uh, instead of the Witches of Eastwick, I said the same thing about the Sanderson sisters. I feel that their magic, in uh, comparison to the other two groups, was more powerful and more developed, seeing as they are older um, and have had more experience uh, in the spell and, you know, magic using department. And I also feel that their motives are purely selfish. Like, regardless of what they're doing, their motives are always selfish. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Witches of Eastwick, they do try to help. Um, to my knowledge, the Hollowell sisters like to help as well. Yeah. Like the Sanderson sisters, they are... They, well, they're, they're evil. Mm-hmm. Their their intentions are, are, are purely selfish based. Um, so that's why I thought they would win.
1: Everyone got good choices. Everyone did chose so, differently. Yeah.
2: So um, we have another battle coming up next week. The battle has returned. So uh, stay tuned for that. Hey, Patsy. Hey. What else do we have coming up in the upcoming weeks? Some super exciting stuff.
0: Well, for those of you who uh, know anything about me, you know that I love The Simpsons. And I've been listening to... Uh, a podcast called the best darn diddly podcast about these uh it's two dudes it's uh, and they occasionally have guests on but it's uh mostly two dudes richie and miles and they review every simpsons episode and they do it in order then when they come to the end of a season what they do is they give you their top 5 uh top 5 um episodes and their least favorite episode as well and uh, i just finished listening to uh season 4 They finally finished that, Uh, and season four had a lot of really good episodes, and I am uh, pleased to announce that both Richie and Miles will be joining us in a couple of weeks to discuss Ralph Wiggum. Yay! And in the next episode, we will be talking about... Me fail
2: English? That's impossible. We will be
0: talking about how... The Simpsons each have various superpowers.
2: The doctor said I wouldn't get so many nosebleeds if I kept my finger out of there. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I the doctor bet said my I, I didn't me. have worms
0: anymore. That was the happiest day of my life.
2: My cat's breath smells like cat food.
0: So we will we will be having Richie and Miles from the Best Darn Diddly podcast crossing over and uh, joining us to talk about some Simpson stuff. I have a feeling, Agent Nicole is going to be in space jail at that point.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's not keep with the jail talk. I won't be on the show those two weeks. I'm really sorry. I had booked tickets to go see John Mulaney. <laughs> so, in space jail. In space jail. Um, I don't want us to forget, but we do have an email that we didn't get to. We haven't had a chance to talk about, and I would like to get a chance to talk about that email. Okay. So, yes. are you done? I didn't mean to cut
0: you off. Oh, no, no. I just, uh, I'm trying to promote it because, uh, you know, I've been in touch with those guys. They started promoting. But their episode that they started promoting it is actually going to be, because once we finalize everything, mm-hmm. it's actually going to air the Monday after the the Ralph Wiggum show. Oh. <laughs> so, but it'll actually work out because it'll still, you know, give us, you know, some stuff for the next and then a week after that I'm sad that.
1: that I won't be there But I hope you guys have a fun show and I'm sure
0: it's going to be uh, th- I think these are going to be a couple of long shows And we do Do we want to announce the uh, The one after that The guest that we have how coming on after that
1: Can we? How about we give the audience some time to? Well can we uh, and, and
2: like I said earlier uh, Next week we're talking about Sam, Sam From
1: Trick or Treat.
2: or Treat Trick or
0: Treat Sam
1: Little sock buddy
0: Yes, he's a sack person, like uh, Little Big Planet. I love Little Big Planet.
1: <laughs> All right, so we have an email from First Time Mike. We didn't get a chance to uh, read your email. I'm so sorry about that, Mike. Um, it actually came in while we were doing the recording for Beetlejuice, so perfect timing, but bad on our part. But first off, he says, Hello, Throwdown Thursday fan. First off, I want to say that I've been enjoying Throwdown, Throwdown Thursday as, as – Oh, my God. As always, I like the fact that you've co- you covered a wide variety of <laughs> genres week in. <laughs> sorry, I am horrible at reading other people's emails. Um, sorry, Mike. Uh, you should be proud of that. I don't think many other podcasts can pull off. Pull that off with the flair that you all do. I love Beetlejuice. I can remember seeing the commercials back. Uh, for the movie back in 1988 and was intrigued by the concept and the visual aspects the cast is great winona ryder thin alec baldwin gina davis katherine o'hara and the other familiar faces this was my first tim burton movie and i fell in love with the sur- with his surreal gothic visuals at the center of this of course michael keaton as the bio exorcist, the ghost with the most beetlejuice Keaton's Beetlejuice is a fast-talking used salesman of a ghost where we meet first meet him. He offers to help the Matlins with their living problem and only needs to be summoned by calling his name three times. As the movie goes on, Beetlejuice grows more manipulative and powerful as he wrecks havoc on the living and the dead. Comedy all aside, Beetlejuice is a magnificent trickster who only loves his only love is cause as much as chaos as possible whenever he goes he also brings to mind beings and elderly fairies able like
0: jin to-
1: oh thank you um, able to manipulate manipulate reality itself but bound by very simple but unbreakable rules you know like saying a name three times The Beetlejuice of the animated series is a gentler version of the movie incarnation. This version is a wacky and powerful ghost friend to Lydia, whisking her off to the netherworld for bizarre adventures. Patsy will like this version because there are puns a plenty slung out by the undead con man. Animated Beetlejuice considers Lydia as his true friend and everyone else is a source of amusement or money. Oh, he is still ignorant, lazy, and greedy, but this Beetlejuice will wreak havoc on anyone who tries to hurt Lydia and some of of their friends reluctantly. An entertaining redesign of the character that led to a 94 episode in a short-lived comic series. Well, those are my thoughts on Beetlejuice, you all have a great day and have fun at Rock and Shock. I will not be able to attend this year, but maybe in a few years. Hope. Uh, who knows? Love you all, guys. Peace out. First time. Mike P.S. Happy birthday, ashes and happy Ashtober to all. <laughs> thank you.
0: Yeah, we definitely do need to get first time. Mike. Yes. Uh, to Rock and Shock, because that would be awesome.
2: And we love you, too. So thank you. It was very nice.
0: Sorry, it took us a, a hundred years to get to your, your thing, but we did get to it. I know we we kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, and then we were at Rock and Shock, and we were going to read it at Rock and Shock, and then I just I, I apologize. But uh, I think with with that being said, it's uh, about time to go ahead and bring this episode to a close. Unless you guys have anything else you want to. Uh, Want to add in?
2: Happy end of October, everyone.
0: Oh, finally. Get
2: ready for some turkey!
0: You know, it ain't cool being no jive turkey. And so close to the Thanksgiving.
1: Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, my God. But you
1: wouldn't know nothing about that.
0: You wouldn't know nothing about that because you would a very, very
1: white looking motherfucker.
2: <laughs>
0: You're a big, very white looking motherfucker.
1: <laughs> and we will see, see you, you next, next
0: Thursday. Thursday. Oh <laughs>